0: Hey, 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 welcome to Unapologetically Feminine, the space where all of you is welcome and celebrated. I am your host, Jane Nguyen, and my intention here is to support, empower, and celebrate women to say yes to the most epic, radiant, turn on, and juicy as fuck version of themselves and to experience the most orgasmic, ecstatic, open to God kind of relationship and intimacy. Join me on this show will be some of the most amazing souls, revolutionaries, potent creatives, teachers and devotees to the feminine art. This is a space with potent transmissions, intimacy, open-hearted conversations, laughter's Tears and everything in between. So let's go and let's play. Welcome to another episode on apologetically feminine. I have a very special guest speaker today, Christian Martin, who's a men's relationship and embodiment coach, writer, dancer, and speaker. Christian helps men return to being the powerful leaders and lovers they naturally are by dissolving the layers and fears that keep them from fully activating their heart, sex, and mind. In today's episode, we're diving in deep into powerful conversation around conscious relating, how to show up more powerfully as the authentic being that we are, and how to deepen into intimacy with each other. Cool. So, welcome to the show. Um, here today with me is Christian, Christian with a K. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and <laughs> um, I'm just really honored to have you here because from the times that we kind of caught up and you know, talk about all things masculine and feminine, I always wish that I had a recording like, and just press record because our conversations have been so freaking juicy. And so finally having you here and I'm recording this. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to really explore with you all topics in masculine and feminine and more so we talk about a lot about polarity. But before we go and dive in, I would love for you to say hi, introduce yourself and share a, share a bit about what you do.
2: Yeah, cool. <laughs> I noticed, as you said, about how juicy our combos have been. I'm like, oh, shit, i gotta, I got to make sure this one is juicy, <laughs> like the, the pressure, because like, they've come about so naturally and organically because mm. we're just two friends talking what we talk. Uh, so I'm trying to shake that off. Uh hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, my name is Christian, Christian with a K. So I've been coaching for 10 years. Um nowadays I coach mostly men on their relationships to women. Uh, and a lot of it is through the body. Uh my my philosophy is that <clears throat> excuse me, my philosophy is that most men, or sorry, not most men, all men are natural with women, but most men are out of touch with their nature. Mm. And it's because of of conditioning, you know, the the layers that they've been handed, do this, don't do this. And so a lot of my work is, I wouldn't call it personal development. It's, It's actually the dissolving and the unlearning of things. And then when we, the more that we unlearn, that we come to who we naturally are, you know, and so things like polarity, which we're obviously going to get into, is an embodied authentic thing rather than a concept that is hot right now and you're trying to live it out (laughs) and stuff like that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I would say that's kind of the, the, the main thing and I guess I really focus on helping men stand in the world like stand as who they are, oh. uh, this idea of deep knowing means a lot to me to to know yourself on the deepest possible level, even before description oh. and for me, that's been an embodied experience, and that's what i'm I guess ultimately doing is helping men return to deep knowing uh, within their body
0: oh. I just love the concept that you talk about like unlearning because I know that I personally have gone through the stage of personal development where we got like, we've got to be more, you know, we've got to push. And, you know, especially for men, like these thrive to be alpha, to be powerful has made a big impact on men and more specifically their connection with self. So I would love for you to talk a lot about I guess, yeah, what has it been like working with men? Who are these men coming in and what they experience from connecting with their deeper knowing?
2: Mm. Can you, yeah, can you just say the, the question again or ask it in a different way?
0: Yeah. So I would love to know, I guess, firstly, like these men are coming to you, like what are their biggest challenges they experience? Because I know that a lot of men have this pressure, you know, to be the alpha man. Mm. Um, is that still the case a lot these days? I mean, I don't work with men, so I don't really know. So I would love to hear that from you.
2: Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, that's super clear. So, yeah, they, they definitely come in oftentimes with that, that pressure. Mm. It's, it's not the language they use per se of I need to be alpha they, they pretty much come in saying that they well, they think they need to be more masculine. Mm. And, yeah, and it's a very, when I ask them what that is, it's a very warped dogmatic mm. uh, idea still, which can sometimes amaze me and, and then other times I'm not surprised. Um, and, it's yeah, no, it, it is around, you know, like, oh, I'm, they often look at the ways they're not something. You know, like, oh, I'm not tall. You know, I'm not over six foot. Uh, I'm I'm thirty, and I'm, I'm I'm losing my hair. You know, oh, I'm 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 a bit emotional, and and I shouldn't be. You know, it's it's not masculine or manly to be emotional. And so, yeah, a lot of the challenges that they at the core that they're experiencing is the challenge of just accepting who they are. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and. You know, like <clears throat> women too, but men—we've been told who we can and can't be for for quite some time. You know, um, as early as childhood, uh, around you know, not crying, playing a sport, can't do dancing—that's gay. You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. That still that still exists. And as much as like I, I don't really, I don't experience those internal challenges anymore. I have to like remind myself and. Rem- you know, consider that there's certainly people who still live under that. Like there's, there's still men parenting their, their children as like, oh, don't cry, you know, stuff mm. like that. And so it's not even like it's, yeah, it's just so, still super relevant and current. So, yeah, the, definitely the biggest challenge is the acceptance of themselves and because they're not accepting of the totality of themselves, they, they come in very rigid yeah there's like there's like a um given that I can really feel their bodies they 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 will often come in rigid, but also i want to say like a little bit frail, which mm. is like a a kind of a funny word to use, but there's like uh that's what happens to something which is buzzing and tense all the time, you know like a, a guitar string if it's pulled too tight. I only mm. have to flick, flick it pretty lightly, and it and it'll probably snap. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's what's occurring for these men um, in their in their bodies. They've kind of squished themselves into. They can only be, you know, ten percent mm. of the hundred percent that is possible of who they could be.
0: Mm. Yeah, I just feel as as you as you speak, I could feel like my heart just like is. Just- yeah, I really feel for men, like the pressure for men to perform a certain way. Um, I'm not in, you know, obviously in a male body, I don't know what's that like, but, you know, I have a lot of male friends who have gone through this journey and I'm so like, you know, my husband, like just seeing men struggling with these unconscious conditionings mm. and almost like trying to fit into some sort of a perfect measure of, what a man should be. I wrote a post ages ago around like where's all the conscious men and almost like calling women out a little bit on women saying, oh, you know, I want a conscious man, but do we really? Because what we really want unconsciously, this perfect man that, you know, he's like strong and grounded and solid and powerful and knows what he wants and claims what he wants, and also like emotionally connected and can't upset us and also in tune with our emotion and feelings and read our minds, like the the list go on and on and on. And what I found from this is like a big part of my journey working with women is also unlearning our expectations. And so it all back down to, like, you know, what do we deeply in our heart long and ache for? Mm. And we move from that place and we create relationship from that place. But have you found that, I guess, you know, your program is called Fuck With Feelings?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And I would love to open this topic around the feminization of men.
2: Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because I um yeah, like I guess like it's it's a tricky topic to really dance around because I do believe in men connecting to you know their feminine, their emotions, their yeah, this more softer flow with life. I do believe a hundred percent. But I'm curious to hear where it kind of goes to the extreme where men being more feminized mm. and not owning their authority and power and obviously that kind of like projected on in relationship where women also crave that but do you get what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But this dynamic that's happening and I'm yeah I'm curious to hear what you think about that.
2: Yeah. So the very first thing that comes up for me is, I feel like the, the the feminization of men occurs. It doesn't occur when they connect to their their feminine or their emotions, so to speak.
1: Mm.
2: It occurs when they, uh, when they actually lose their masculine pole, mm. their masculine knowingness and groundedness. Mm. And so because in my opinion, I believe what we want is men connected to their emotion, mm. but you can be connected to your emotion and you can be controlled by your emotion.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. Mm. So that's, that's one part of the coin, uh, one part of the equation. And then I think the other one is definitely like uh, culture and society, voices of men are dangerous men are out to take, uh, things like that. And the the misunderstanding of things that are instinctually uh, mask. I would say male, like actual men, like not masculine film but instinctually man traits, mm.
1: um,
2: you know. And I guess like the reality of, to me we're penetrating without the need to be penetrating like it's it's actually our default Mm. yeah and so that for for some people that like that's probably a hard prospect to be around like hey men just naturally penetrate the world without trying it's like you're you're warm and soft and plenty of other things as well but like women women on the outer have uh, a warm and 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 softer in their body and more fluid in their hips and things like that that's just how they are how you are yeah. and we are penetrating it's just how how are we penetrating is it consciously is it unconsciously is it purposeful what is it so you know I don't know where it comes from, but I just see that there's something occurring in the world where there's like this movement of oh, we don't like that. You know, like that that's not okay. That's mm. threat- that's threatening to us. Mm. So there's parts of
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's so interesting because almost like as we talk about this whole feminization of men, I'm most, See the opposite, where, like you said, you know, men can penetrate unconsciously, and so we can swing from either end, and yet, you know, fuck with feelings is where we really bring everything into harmony. Mm. And I guess I found what's really interesting is that, yeah, like even for women, you know, like even though when you say, you know, men are more generally penetrative. Like yeah. women also have a penetrated pole, which is I look at women's and men's body, right? Like um, in a man's body, um, when the dick is erect, it's penetrated to the world, right? Mm. And in women's body, when we we turn on erect, our boobs kind of turn to the world, and so we penetrate the world differently. Yeah, and so and yeah, our our pussy, you know, our yoni, and is the receptacle part versus for men, it kind of like the opposite. And I keep saying to a lot of women, like, we have an emotional penis, you know, we can penetrate men with so much emotion they don't know what to do. And so, yeah, I'm curious, like, for you working with men, like, has it been really challenging to work with men to connect their emotions and their heart and what has been the impact of that uh, for themselves in relationship?
2: Yeah, so uh, I just want to say that so my course is called Fuck With Feeling, uh, like n- n- no S on the end, which to me is different. Like, mm. like let, let's fuck with our feelings, you know, like s- some people think it is fuck with your feelings. It's, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's fuck with feeling, you mm. know, which, is, which is to feel and sense world and woman yeah to to like deeply feel that in my body you know mm. when i'm with a woman when i'm in the world or when i'm just considering what does the world need and what do i want to give it and you know the intersection of that and move from there because that's then that's connected mm. that that's connected sex love making penetration fucking that's connected business that's connected Service contribution, if it's, yeah, if, if it's to me, if, if I'm not first meeting the world or I'm not meeting my woman um, where she's at, then, then it's a miss. So just wanted to speak to that. Um, your question was around the challenges, right, the challenges mm-hmm. of men connecting to their emotions and then what happens mm-hmm. when they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the challenges... I mean, I think the men, yeah, the challenges are, are around sitting with what is most deeply uncomfortable.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, I had to think and feel about that for a second because the, the men that come to me are, are quite willing. Like there's an openness and I have a, a way to have them feel really comfortable and understand how to actually be with it so it's not an enormous obstacle to overcome but um, before they step in with me it really is around I don't want to feel this I only want to feel that and like I said that that cuts them off from all of who they could be Mm. and so as, as they step into that they learn to feel deeper into their body and they actually learn to feel beyond the emotion. Like I actually think there's, there's, there's layers to feeling and emotion sits a bit higher than actually the, the deepest level, which I would say is the body. And then beyond the body, I would just say is, is the void and nothingness.
1: Mm.
2: So, yeah, they, I mean, quite well, they learn to, they learn to sit with that. And then, and be with that and literally breathe, breathe and embrace. And from there actually comes their power. Mm. Because, because when you're running from nothing, you're also not, you have no agenda.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, you're not running from something and to something. And I think that is the most important, one of the most important things is that. Man can know himself so deeply that he's not running from or to, and and now we have freedom.
1: Mm. Now we
2: have now we have choice. Mm. I, I I wrote a I wrote a post. I can't remember if I've shared it. Uh, it's called um, a relaxed man is a potent man, mm. and that's not relaxed like you Byron Bay, you know, oh, chill all the fucking way out of society. <laughs> You know, living from my van and (laughs) so (laughs) much shade just thrown. (laughs) You can live from your van and be in Byron Bay. But you know the type I'm talking about. Um, I'm not saying relaxed like, hey, man. I'm saying deeply rested in your body Mm. because like I spoke about in the intro, a a man that is tense and tight and like stringy um, in, in his body, when the world occurs to him and the world when the world happens around him, his choice for who he can be is already made. Mm. If, I, if I'm tense, my decision is already made. I'm already reactive. I'm already in like a kind of hyper state mm. or I could be in a numbed out state too. Mm. Uh, so, so when a man can rest, into his body, into his breath, and actually breathe deeper. This has been one of the most exciting things for me. I was like, oh, shit, I can breathe deeper into my belly. Like I had a moment probably a month, maybe two ago, I literally was like, oh, I'm tense in my belly a lot of the day, like in my lower stomach, mm. uh, right, right around my like my pubic bone. And I was like. Oh, and I just let it hang and I let gravity do its thing and be heavy, and my belly just expanded and I could breathe deeper. And I I was like, this is incredible. Like I was so excited for that because I know what it means for my just for my life and my being. And so the more a man can rest into the depths of himself, his actual body through his breath, the more he can rest into his existence in the world, in mm. the universe. And, and, again, now I have choice
0: and freedom. I feel like I'm in a that You were speaking this. It's yeah. like I feel because I guess like even when he's talking about man being almost like detached from going to and from and he mm-hmm. just like free, like my body softens so much like mm-hmm. so, so much. I mean, it's like, oh, like I'm just, I could feel what a, an amazing world that we would live in if men and women kind of unhook from this conditioning and from each other around who we should be. Um, I remember my mentor one's wrote a post that a free man is the most dangerous man because then you can't manipulate him, you can't control him, you can't throw his shit on him, you can't project anything, you can't play victim. And for a lot of women, like, this is what we deeply yearn for, for men to be liberated, for men to be grounded in his own body and essence and to serve and show up in relationship from that place. But, again, it also calls us to, like, also meet men in that and let go, like, let go of our attachment to who he shows up as in the mm-hmm. world in, for, or for us even and letting go of roles because for a lot of women I know that we have been conditioned to be caretakers, to be the good girl, to be the good wife, the good mother, and so, as women working through a lot of conditionings, you know, there's still even when women say, "Where's my conscious man?" There's still like a deep conditioning. They're like, "You have to be conscious," you know, yeah. and yeah. be a certain way, and still, it's like a, a still like more probably a more spiritual conscious checklist, but it's still a checklist. And yeah, when you say like a free man, like I, I feel so much like energy and relaxation in my system but also like a lot of emotions bubbling up because like wow like how amazing it would be if we relate from that. Hmm yeah. <laughs> yeah I wanna
2: yeah so kick up.
0: Oh I just like I just I just love that and I just love you the fact that you you're mm. doing this amazing work with men.
2: Mm, thank you yeah i had a moment the other day i was like oh i love all types of weather (laughs) like literally like it it, it's a funny thing to me when somebody's like oh it's raining today you know fuck it you know they're, they're angry at the weather i'm like how do you be angry at the weather because for me i can i can love every type of weather if it's sunny I'm going out and I'm going to the beach. If it's rainy, I like to be in my bed and I, you know, like, or on my balcony where I'm dry and can still watch the rain. And, and you know, if it's stormy, gloomy, whatever. And then I, I contrast that to what, why can't I yet love somebody in every single mm-hmm. facet of who they are? And I realized I don't need anything from the weather. Uh. <laughs> I don't need it to be sunny. I like it to be sunny, but I don't need it to be sunny. Other than on my wedding day, whenever that may occur, that's probably <laughs> the only day I'd be like, if it rains, fuck this, you know. But, so, and I was like, oh, wow, it's because I, I still have needs for certain people to be a certain way for me to love them, and that often is with the people that are closest to me.
1: Mm.
2: And so, yeah, I, I guess I continue to look at that. I, I continue to look at that of, like, where am I needing somebody to be this thing so I don't have to feel something or I don't have to face something within myself?
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it's... It's a continuous journey to unhook and to detach from their being a certain way or feeling a certain way, or I would call it like an outcome, whether it's, hmm. you know, whether it's in business, in relationship or in life, in parenting, um, you know, control is, is a big factor because for me for a long time, like growing up, learning that if I show up a certain way, then mom and dad would love me. And so I learned that transactional kind of love. Mm. And it took me a long time. And sometimes I still fall into that pattern and go, oh, shit. Like, why didn't you speak your truth, Jane? Like, why are you holding back? Why are you hiding? I don't have to really court myself. And sometimes it's like I caught myself and I could just speak truth. And sometimes it's like, Fuck, like if I really speak this, how is the other person going to respond? And I find that, you know, like relationship probably where my spiritual workshop is mm. <laughs> because it really brings up a lot and it challenges a lot of my own conditionings, my own shit. And yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just love our topic. Um, mm. yeah.
2: I have a, I want to backtrack to the stuff around a free man mm. and women like long and yearn for that. Mm. Yeah, to, to me, there's a conflict between their yearning and their pain body. Would you, would you
0: say it's true? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I guess, um, you know, it brings up a lot for women when it comes to term like free men because I guess our deepest longing is love. Yes. And so it brings up a lot of abandonment issues for women when a man is free because he's not he's not obligated to, to come back to really meet us in that way. And we're like, oh, my God, where did he go? And um, for a lot of women, um, and especially, you know, a lot of women I work with, like abandoning issue from our father has been a big, big journey for us to heal, to then show up in relationship differently. So, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Um, and also on the flip side, I found that i with, like, men aiming for freedom sometimes compromise for women, their own freedom for women, because in, in a way, like, it's it's still that transactional exchange um, that happened unconsciously.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I resonate with that. I, I've compromised myself for sure. Uh, you know, even down to the way that I speak, sometimes I've wanted to have a conversation, you know, like it might be mm. with my partner or whoever I'm dating and I want to have a conversation. And I'm actually in a very uh, businessy type of like I need to know this, I want to ask this, cool, thanks, okay, bye. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm... I- I might be like, that's where I that's where I'm at. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, I and this is my thing. This is my own shit. It's like, oh shit, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna Ooh. hurt for her. And so like I I need to soften my words. Hey babe. Hey love. I can't, you know, I've got to say, hey, how why are you? I can't even just be like, hey, question. Cool, thanks. You, you know, and so from my language, to what I do with my time, um, what I say yes and no to, yeah, I certainly know I've compromised myself when I wanted to be focused on other things in order to, you know, feel like that would keep us connected. Mm. Again, that's that's my own stuff, and I can just see with with women, you know, that the the longing of for a free man because that's like so enticing in in so many ways it's like <laughs> i this is this is the image that i get um is yeah just this pulling pulling apart of like as the man continues to have freedom you know the in, in the woman she she's like wanting that but then the pain kicks in and it's like oh my god and keeps you know trying to grab on and so I feel like the work for, for women is, is when that occurs, is like what, what comes up, you know, yeah. said the abandonment, and things like that.
0: For sure. And also I think, you know, like for I believe that women are responsible for their own safety, mm. holding, emotional connection and pleasure. And that a lot of the time, you know, the women come back and said, oh, then what is the role of a man? Because now, like, because in a way, like, women have unconsciously fallen to that where I don't need a man. I can be there for myself because I don't trust him. But what I'm referring to is self-responsibility that is really, I believe, missing in a lot of relational dynamic where a woman want a conscious man, because often she's unable to hold herself, to meet herself in that deep, deep place, or to ask what she wants or what she desires, because she's often feel like her worth or her need or her love are dependent upon a man's response. And so it's strip stripping all back of like you are responsible for your safety, your holding, your emotional connection and pleasure, create this space, like this space of freedom where we don't need, again, we don't need anything from a man and yet we, we're leaning into that connection because we deeply desire men it's a different energetic or frequency. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Feel that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess like, I'm curious, like, does that bring up, you know, for you thinking like now women don't really need a man, or does that bring stuff up for you? Um, and is that where do you feel like, where are we heading in terms of relationships?
2: Yeah, it absolutely brings up. It's like, oh, what is the role of a man if I don't need him, you know, from the woman? And it, on the other side of it, it's like, shit, what is the role of me if you don't need me? Mm. And what came to mind is obviously, you know, EJ, my housemate. Mm. I really love something that she has, we've just chatted about a couple of times is she's like, i I feel like a lot of people think a conscious relationship is the ability to work, you know, work through your stuff together. And she's really spoken to, I see so many conscious couples, in inverted commas, always processing stuff, always working through stuff. And her thoughts are that actually a conscious relationship is, You've both done like I want to say enough work, like a certain amount of work where you don't always have to be processing. And actually, more of your energy is focused on creating. Uh. What are we going to create together? And, and I really like that. And uh I I I personally like I, I want a woman who wants me. Mm. And that's different from needs me. Mm. Yeah, because because a woman who wants me but doesn't need me, she's actually you know self-sourced in, in most of the ways. I I'm, I'm that's fucking great. <laughs> I, I'm I'm stoked on that because I know that it's true. It's it's true want, true desire. Mm. And not, not not driven from oh let me latch on. Over here, because there's a there's a needing, yeah,
0: mm. yeah. It's um, it's so interesting you say latch on because obviously that term a lot of the time like I I I see that term as like, referred to a lot of our, childhood kind of wounds and patterns because women a lot of women, um, and even on my own journey as well, you know. I was looking for daddy because I didn't know my own power. I didn't believe that I could hold myself. I could meet myself, that I, I could create safety for myself. So uh, it was interesting to reflect back because like, I was so armoured up. Like I was that rigid kind of woman. like, oh, I don't need a man. I'm strong. I'm independent. And you deep down, I had this long, like, where's my daddy? <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, and over the, over the years I have to really come to terms with like healing my relationship with my dad and cut that cord, like that, you know, we talk about umbilical cord, but I still feel that like a lot of us still have that energetic cord with our parents and cut mm-hmm. that so that I can come into myself as a woman. And I also believe like for a lot of men like that cord need to be cut from – you know their mother um for them to you know grow into their body into the balls into the cock and grow into the man that they want to be
2: yes i would say <clears throat> i would say that's potentially the number one thing in liberation and healing
1: mm.
2: and i've yeah, also for context, I've worked with several thousand teenage boys, helping them to develop emotional intelligence, and I've worked with them in, you know, the most drug-affected, you know, areas in country Victoria to uh, the, the most prestigious schools in all of Australia. And, uh, yeah, th- that just seeing how... Actually, no matter their you know their socioeconomic status, whether they are in a country town or they are in the city in Melbourne at Melbourne Grammar or whatever, um, every every boy was pretty much experiencing the same thing, which is the want to have approval from both mum and dad mm. yeah, and <clears throat> that's a normal and natural thing, and it's part of development we. I believe we, sh- we, we should have that. We should be nurtured, you know, uh, into that through our parents. And then at some point there's, there's an initiation that um, mm. once upon a time did take place in a very purposeful on this time um, manner, for, mm. especially for, for boys to, to move into early manhood. And, yeah, the, the need... I still, I, I totally see men in their thirties, forties, and fifties still attached to approval from from mum and dad, and mm-hmm. o- often I've seen it's like I want to, this is not always, but I want to live up to dad, you know, like if, if I'm a boy, I want to live up to what he did, and I and I just want mum's love,
1: mm-hmm.
2: just just emotional love, and obviously there are two different types of love. One is just emotional one is more like the value that I can be in the world um yeah but that's the that's the process is to self-parent to the point where you are freed of those connections to from from your parents and again that's that's freedom And, and and then to a greater extent like I've really been journeying this lately. It's like letting go of uh, every part of me that cares what somebody else thinks about me. Mm. Yeah, that's that's in my opinion one of the most important paths a man needs to go on. Mm. Yeah, because, again, if, if I'm caring about what other people think of me, I'm likely factoring that into what I do and don't do and I'll probably stray away from the truth and alignment of, of what I'm feeling and who I am.
0: Mm, mm, I love that. Yeah. yeah um, what just comes into in my mind is um, I would love to touch on, I guess, your journey into sure. you know, male sexuality as well because it's been a big part and a big journey for you, and um yeah, I would love for you to share. Yeah, more about that.
2: Great, right. here for it. So, yeah, I was circumcised at four years old, which is quite late, as I as I learned in my twenties, um, and that was just purely for like urinary infection reasons, and that that experience is the sole thing that sent me you know, on basically created everything that happened afterwards
1: uh,
2: and, and then made me went on my sexual reclamation journey, uh, I, I literally uh, had this idea or had this belief that I'd had half of my cock cut off.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: it was interesting because I knew that literally had not occurred. Like I, like it's it's all still there. But that was the that was the feeling and the sense and the belief. And uh I I made that mean that I'd lost my manhood.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. And mm. I mean pun you know pun not intended there. Um but like truthfully that's what I I was like my manhood has been taken away from me. And somehow I knew that at four and so, and, and and through my like child, kid years and then teenage years and when I was at school um, you know as a teenager I remember thinking to myself oh you know Laura she's so cute I want to go ask her out I want to go chat to her and then as soon as I would have my desire come up all all the all the reasons or the the main reason why she would say no would just smack me in the face and that reason was I'm not man enough I'm not masculine (laughs) enough that's what I believed. And part of that was I also grew up with my mum. My dad, my dad's always been in my life, and he's we have a really good relationship. But I just I lived with mum because they split when I was two, and so I also had this idea of like, oh, my dad didn't teach me how to shave. My dad didn't teach me how to mow the lawns, and these things are actually pretty enormous for for boys. Mm. Um, yeah, when you get down to it, um, and. Yeah that was my that was what occurred for me through my teenage years and and then I actually had a moment when I was about 15 and I just had this realization of like oh I've created this cage
1: mm.
2: like it's not necessarily true that I'm not masculine enough
1: mm.
2: and I was like I've created the cage so I have to also have the key mm-hmm. and I, that's a pretty pretty solid awareness at 15. And then I started self-studying, like, the chakra system and meridians and stuff at about through 15 onwards. And, um, yeah, I just had a moment kind of late teens, early 20s of like, oh, I've cut my own balls off, mm-hmm. you know, and energetically I've cut my cock off. And it was interesting, you know, I... I would hear at school as a, as a teenager often, like, oh, you're not like the other boys,
1: mm.
2: you know. And that was because I wasn't, you know. Like my mum has always nurtured my heart and she's always taught me how to and supported me to make my own choices and express. Mm. And so, you know, I had the ability to, to actually speak from my heart and have conversations with girls, <laughs> and um, but that reinforced don't be like those guys, which yeah. even though I was one of the best athletes in the area, you know it was like don't be like the meatheads, the, the jocks, so to speak. Even though I kind of was one, yeah, like the the guys who were just loud and like you know a bit of bit buffoonish, yeah, <laughs> and so. I, I kind of made it part of my identity to not be that guy, mm. and then at some point I was like, "Fuck!" By not being that guy, I'm actually disconnecting from my primal self, my animal self, my balls, my 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 fuck, my dark masculine as well. Mm. It's like shit, and then so then early twenties onwards was a reclamation of that, mm. and it, it actually the integration was actually quite seamless because my heart was already open and I had so much integrity and connection to it. Then when my sex came online, I was like, fuck, I'm, I'm here.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I feel, um, yeah, about your heart, like I think the first or probably not the first, but the few things um, after we reconnected again in Brisbane was I said to you, like, I could really feel your heart, like, so big. So like you're, you're the heart guy. It's been really fascinating to, I guess, like hear your, your share around the reclamation of your sexuality, because I guess a lot of men kind of, kind of the reverse, like they, they more of that, like penetrative, aggressive, you know, fuck with our feeling. Um, And I guess it, you you hold that medicine, the heart medicine, to alchemize this journey for them. It's been really beautiful to witness. Um, yeah, and then my my question for you on on this journey is like obviously claiming dark masculine um, part of the journey is to claim you know sexual power, your pantry power, your primal fuck and like hunger and desire and so what was that like for you um claiming that when your heart was just like so alive and and there
2: yeah i love this question so women played a big role in supporting that Mm. i remember a couple of experiences with women, I remember I actually went to live in Spain and European people in general I think are far more embracing of their sexuality and sensuality, different things. They seem way more comfortable with their bodies. There's like a celebration of the, the body, yeah. And I remember having sex with a woman there who was, she was so comfortable, like, she was so comfortable just, you know, uh, for like whatever to happen. She she seemed to have no inhibition of, mm. you know, you, you can't see me in this way, you can't see me in this position and then after sex, you know, you can't like, I'm just going to walk around naked. Mm. You know? She was really comfortable. And then I remember another another time that I had sex with a woman back here in Australia and I was like, like oh i want to i want to do this and she's like do it you know and actually really good sexual experiences with women have been part of
1: Mm.
2: it's like it's like moments of initiation really Mm. um yeah and in yeah so just in reflecting on that question like what what i imagine is that because they, when I speak my heart and my desire, mm. it's actually, I think it's very clean. Mm. Like, like I, I I, will speak what I feel and what I want and I'm okay for you to say no. Mm. And, and so when I started to speak, you know, more from dark primal uh, desires and stuff like that, it still had... Like safety with it, yeah. Mm.
1: Mm. Like
2: I even, I even remember uh, a woman a few years ago. We were both, we were both into the same woman, who happened to live in the in the on the floor above me, um, but nothing ever happened there. And and like during sex, I, I asked her, I "Was like, I was like, can I pretend you're her?" And she was like, "Like, can I say her name to you?" Mm. And she was like, "Yeah, totally." And and she was good with that. And so, um, and if she if she had said no, we're fine with that, you know. But like, she was genuinely she was genuinely here for that. And so, these, yeah, these more darker, obscure, or different things, I've, I've had women like comfortably say yes enough that, like, I have just embraced it. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what I'm hearing is that your, I guess, your journey of claiming or reclaiming your dark masculine energy has been really supported by women who are able to hold themselves and to, yeah, to claim their no, to, to really speak up. And this is the thing I have found that there's not that many who are like that um, because even though we, you know, we watch, I don't know, 50 shades of grade or 365, we're like, oh, my God, that is so hot. But interestingly, like a lot of women are in their girl mm. when it comes to sex. They're so passive. They They're afraid that oh, my God, it's actually uncomfortable for me, wow, ouch. But almost like you, ha- you kind of not express that. And so it's, it is a dangerous territory because it can create so much trauma when women can't say no. And I love the fact that you wrote a post recently saying that, you know, men be okay with women saying no mm-hmm. because they found such a refreshing post because it is that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching women to really claim their no as a sacred word for themselves, and yet I also have seen lots of polarity posts on the internet that said that a woman saying no is emasculating men, and so... Yeah, interesting. Like, I just, I just, I mean, I love you, and I love what you do, and I just found your post really refreshing, and so fucking needed. Just want to say that.
2: Yeah, can I jump in?
0: Yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> so, oh, it's such bullshit to me. Like a woman saying no is emasculating a man. It only emasculates a man if he, if he emasculates himself in that moment. Uh. Like, just hear no and be okay with it. Fuck. That's, like, deal with that. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's just ridiculous to me. Um, like, having a woman say no is one of the most important parts of me relating to her, especially sexually. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't trust you if you can't say no. Mm. That's the honest truth. I didn't include that in that post because it felt like it was going to a different part. But if, if I sense you can't say no or you can't say I don't like this, not right now, I don't have the time, I don't have the desire, I don't trust when you do say yes. Mm. How do I know the difference? Mm. And uh, I, I've had sex with with women when afterwards, you know, I've found out that, you know, they were like into it, but they were not that keen. You know, like, and I'm talking, you know, partners as well. Actually, mm. you know, because that happens. They're like, oh yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't that keen for it. And I'm like, tell me. Because I don't like having sex when I don't want to have sex, for example. I don't want you to do that either. Because mm. I want to know when we get naked and when you're touching me and I'm touching you, that both of us are fully fucking here for it. And I, I want to know we're a complete yes, and then we can just get lost in each other.
1: Mm. Mm, yeah
2: Mm. yeah so yeah you've you you need to say no when it's true both men men and women um yeah so i wanted to say that and then yeah it's true the women that i had you know had those sexual experiences with that they could hold themselves They, they were comfortable in themselves i think another part is like i've you know, for for such a time now, I've been so honoring of my own desire, mm. and I'm a I'm a very like I'm very sensual and very physical, like uh, I'm actually like pretty strong, and I I like I want to use that like really? like you know I like you know grab you by your thighs and like drag you to the bottom of the bed and things like that. Or like pin pin you down and like you feel my whole body weight on you, um. Or how you you maybe you can't get up even if you try, you know. Or or maybe it's you know maybe it's done with that you know that darkness or that that electricity. Mm. Maybe 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 it's done with you know firmness where instead of like a real like solid you know you know hand in the back while their face is on the bed, um. You know, it's I'm holding her hand or her wrist, or I'm I'm you know, I'm gripping, you know, the, the base of her neck where her ponytail is. Um yeah, I'm I don't know, I've I've got a way of embracing my desires and loving my desires. Mm. One, one of the things I've had women say to me is they 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 get so comfortable with me because I'm so comfortable. Sorry, with themselves because I'm so comfortable with my desire, and and that obviously happened for me during like I talked about this this woman in Europe, you know. So that happened with me is I got more comfortable in my my desire and my body because she was, and then now I'm that for for other women potentially, or we're that for each other, mm. and so. You know, I just know now that I, I like just I exist in a, which in a simultaneous field of safety, permission, desire, dark masculine, yes and no's. Like that's that's just what you will what you will feel if if we relate to each other. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I just feel like you are just literally speaking poetry into my ears. Like, go. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I just love because what I'm what I mean by that because it can I can really feel that when you speak about like you know like holding her hands or her wrists it's like I could feel the embodied mm-hmm. uh, or the energy behind the words and how connected you are like there's a level of safety in that that um, you share. And they feel like it just feels so like poetry, like just such a beautiful, um, yeah, beautiful experience. Even though, like, I'm very visual. So I can, as you sharing that, I was like, oh, wow. Um, but what I'm really hearing from you is how important it is for both men and women to claim their desires because they are there whether we like it or not, they are there. And the more that we claim our desires, the freer it is to play. The freer it is to navigate this relating world um, because we don't feel like, oh, I'm like unconsciously like licking it out, trying to meet it a certain way. We're not trying to be manipulative with our sex or sexual energy. And I find that so freeing, like so freeing as a woman. And this is, I don't know whether men are aware of this, but women are, you know, our body, we can be very sensitive. So we can pick up a lot of things in the unconscious realm, more so energy, energetics. And women will feel in their body a lot before their mind even kicks in. And so a body will contract or she just like, to now disassociate when like there's sort of like leaky or predatory energy in the field. And actually the most liberating thing a man can do is go, hey, I would desire to be with you. I would desire to experience this with you. How would you feel? Because then when he, when a man says that, like it allows me to have a choice, to allow me to claim my own desires well in speaking my yes or no in regards to that and i can't yeah like often i don't trust a man who yeah who doesn't own himself and his desires
2: hmm yeah so love that one of the things that i teach my men in fuck with feeling is that women are relating to you based on how you relate to you. Mm. To me, that means if you feel unsafe in your animal, for example, she will feel that. And maybe she doesn't feel unsafe because she has actually the safety in herself, but she will feel that somehow and and, and that will impact the space. If, if you feel like if you hold the this idea of, oh, I'm sleazy or I'm, you know, I'm a bit weird, she'll feel that. Mm. And so one of the most important things for men is to, like, do the work and clean up their relationship. I mean, this is obvious, to themselves, but because, I mean, of course, that's the work, right, but to themselves in relation to sex and women and desire because then, then when they do that, that, they will be clear in themselves mm. and they can speak clearly rather than, like, water it down or, you know, dance around it and things mm-hmm. like that. And um, that's just responded to in a whole different way. Yeah, mm. and it's, it's safer for a woman as well. She, like she feels like, oh, this guy's speaking clearly to me. He's telling me what he wants, He's mm. telling me what he doesn't want, rather than like, because she can feel it anyway, right, rather than, oh, he he invited me for a hangout at his house. He's like, oh, you know, do you want to just catch up? And she already knows this guy wants to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Right. Because oh, so <laughs> cool. right? I've um I've had um girlfriend, um yes. I've had girl girlfriends who are on on hinge at at the moment and often they have you know they they get a match and they receive this message it's like, Oh, hey beautiful, how are you? Um, do you want to catch up? But it's like 11 o'clock at night, right? Yeah. <laughs> and something, I'm thinking and you're like, come on, mate, like seriously, like yeah. 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 And it, it's, I think it's a conditioning. Like, no one really, well, I believe we don't get taught relating, right? We kind no. of stumble on it and we we'll see what works, what doesn't. And unfortunately for a lot of us, like, our first relational model of the world is our parents, mm. right? And not many of us have parents who are very conscious. Um, or even intimate with each other. Like, I know I grow up, didn't have, never saw intimacy. Like, Mum and dad never kissed in front of me, ever. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I've never thought about that. You know, I've, I've never, I mean, my mom and dad split when I was two. My mom found a new partner when I was like 21, I think. I was like, oh yeah, never actually seen that from my mum in my whole developmental years. That's quite fascinating. So uh, how I, how I, <laughs> so many men ask me, how do I tell her I'm attracted to her? Like they'll say, I want to, I want to do this, do this, say this, say this. They say, how do I do it? I just say like you just did.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. There's just, there's just fear, and that's okay, and I still have it, you know. I, I question whether it will ever go away because it's, it's a vul- dissol- d- 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 dissolver. Desire inherently comes with vulnerability. That's what mm. it
1: is. Yes.
2: Match- mixing the words desire and vulnerability. <laughs> desire naturally comes with vulnerability yes because because i open myself i want this thing i want it how how nice i'm moving towards it and what if it what if i get like two hands up saying no i don't want you i don't want that you know whether it's a client prospective client or whether it's you know a woman or, or like whatever so there's There's vulnerability in and therefore courage in saying I desire this and then even greater courage to communicate that. And so how how I invite men to do it is if you feel you can't just say that, then you can give yourself what I would write yourself a permission slip in the moment and actually speak to any feelings you have before you speak to your desire. So that would be something like, hey, this makes me a little bit nervous, but I'd like to say that I'm attracted to you. And I'd oh. love to take you out for coffee. That's it, yeah? And what I find is if I let what comes up come out, that's my little phrase that somebody else gave to me actually, if I let what comes up come out, if I like, hey, I'm actually a bit nervous. Then, like I, I named the nervousness rather than trying to avoid the nervousness, mm-hmm. and this can be done. This can be done in a way where you crumble, and it can be done in a way where you hold yourself. And I actually think this is what you were asking about before, like right at the start around the feminization of men or the emasculation few different things there is like i can communicate my emotions and i can be like a you know a shaking little boy about it or i can be a man and i can still allow myself to be shaky but i actually have a holding of myself Mm. and to me that's my masculine i'm like because i I could hey i'm a bit nervous i like you (laughs) like fuck you know I feel a bit sorry for myself in that moment and it's like it's, I don't expect any men to like get it real quick or like, you know, there could be a, a journey you've got to go on first, right, to get to, hey, I'm a little bit nervous right now because I'm attracted to you and I'd like to take you out mm, mm. or I'd like to see you again or something like that. And you can do this at any time. I was at a house party the other night. And it was wild. And it was a Burning Man theme. And everyone's in like pretty sexy, you know, outfits. And there was a whole heap of, you know, love and touch and connection and flirting floating around. And, you know, a woman that I was attracted to there, uh, she was speaking to me. <laughs> I tuned out for, I tuned out for probably 30 to 60 seconds because. She wasn't wearing much, and her ass was so good. And <laughs> I, I just, I just said to her, I was like, I was "Like, hey, I gotta stop you. I didn't hear what you just said. I was thinking about your ass. <laughs> Can you say it again? Because I actually want to listen. Mm. And, um, you know." I want to put an asterisk next to that and say there was context and permission and that was open between us. Uh, I wouldn't just do that walking up to a woman that I've never talked to on the street. So that's that's really important. But, yeah, I just think, like, men actually haven't had the how-to. And the only how-to that I believe really exists in the mainstream is pickup and game. And I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I think that's boys leading boys around, lost leading the lost. So now I've got some fucking fire, don't I?
0: Yes. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: I I, kid you not, it's so freeing when I mean just like, and it feels natural and organic as well. Like we all, we can be so attracted to another person, but if we like, like you can feel that, you know, like, how many times I've been to like nightclub with my girlfriends and like usually in the middle girls would dance right. It's so bizarre. Like I'm just like oh my god, it's it, it just feel like a lions den because like men just standing around with their dream just like predating. And I'm like, how interesting is that? That that can't, kind of, even that it was like playing a lot of primal thing. And for me, like there was always this feeling of, like unsafe when a man can't own design come up to him and go, "Hey, you he was really beautiful. I would love to buy you a drink." As simple as that. Instead of, I've seen men dancing. You know, kind of like what they don't, what they usually do is they don't actually go and talk to you. They kind of creeping with their penis yeah. in, and they kind of dance and come close to you, and hope that somehow magically your body's ready and you you know you start grinding with them and I'm just like how does that even ever work it's so creepy so creepy and that's what I see a lot you know and even when you say pick up artists like I don't know sleazy kind of like pick up lines come on we're not in the 80s anymore (laughs) you know I just think that authenticity, it's so like for me personally, I I think that authenticity is sexy and it doesn't have to be this grand like, oh, I'm the alpha man and I'm, you know, I'm going to come and get you. And it's it's not that. It's being in their body and being who they are and just express, like express as a normal freaking human being. Um, Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I've seen that right like I I I don't frequent nightclubs at all now and the times I went to them early 20s which was not many yeah I would see dudes often my friends just like kind of they just like get closer and closer behind them yes (laughs) It's it's just but like I, I can understand that, and I know you understand that as well. Like, understand the why is because, we, like, where are the teachings?
1: Mm.
2: Where, 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 for girls? Where for boys? Where for young women, young men, etc. Where, where are the teachings of like, hey, this, this is how you speak huh. your desire hey, this is how you tell if a woman is open mm.
1: you know,
2: or she's just doing her thing or, or, like, it's actually okay if you're not sure if she's open or she's just doing her thing. You, you are allowed to go and ask her and do, do, it, in a, do it in an authentic and respectful way. Mm. Um, yeah, now you got me thinking about our whole convo about you know, bringing these things into the mainstream. I feel there's something here for us, Jane. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, like we both get it. We both get how, how those behaviours occur. Mm. Um, one thing I just wanted to say on Alpha, uh, I, I don't like these phrases. I find that the people that are throwing around Alpha, uh, well, I'm combining those two, Alpha <laughs> and Beta or Beta male. <laughs> Like if you're thinking about that stuff, you're probably worried that you're that you're not alpha. That's not always true, but I see some dudes online talking about beta males, beta males. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like 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 if if you if you feel alpha in yourself, you wouldn't give a shit about that stuff. And so this is the funny thing about like I tie this back to um, sorry, I'm just I'm getting tired here, but I I'm just, this heaps here. If I tie this back to the stuff around no saying no as a woman and hearing no, and you know the thing before you're like oh it's emasculating to say no to a man and stuff like that. And I know that field that you're talking about that those those teachings or teachers in our space. Um, if I feel alpha in myself. I'm not concerned with being rejected Ugh. so much. I'm not concerned with hearing no. I'm not concerned with how do I look or if I look silly. And ironically, if energetically I, am, I feel to be an alpha, I will be so much more okay with anything that happens outside of me. Ugh. Because I'm anchored, like you said, for women in their safety, I'm anchored in myself. And when we're not anchored in ourselves, especially as men, we seek to control the external environment. We seek to control people's opinions of us, their mm. emotions about us, what they say. And so we will do and not do things so that we can have an image met and things, things fulfilled that we're... Like we want to be a certain way. We want to occur a certain way to people. But if you're grounded in your deep knowing Mm. as a man, because that's beyond being an alpha or not, Mm. deep knowing is this thing that I have discovered before language, before description, before me saying I'm a sensual man, I'm cheeky, I'm a beautifully-hearted man, I have great ability to articulate myself To me, that's my personality. I put an asterisk on that. It's also not. Beneath that is deep knowing, Mm. a sensation in my body, not a description, just a sensation in my body, this is who I am. Mm. I know myself,
1: Mm.
2: period. That's it. And if you walk in that space for the majority of the time as a man, you will have a life that is completely aligned to you. And I believe that the things that happen which are bad, I said that in inverted commas, the things we don't want, the things that we don't like that happen in our life usually have occurred because we forgot who we were. And so we created based on we, we forgot. Mm. And when we, when we forget, we we let our we let our worth slip we we let our permission fade away we disown our desires we've forgotten who we are mm. and those bad things in inverted commas are opportunities to reroute they are like the things on the side of the road when you're on the freeway and you're driving at 100 k's an hour and you're about to go off the road and they shake your car and like oh shit let me come back into my lane let me realign mm. so I feel like we're at the end here, so that would be like my, my parting bit is, is these bad things, uh, they're actually not bad. Mm. They're, they're great reminders that you probably lost yourself on the way into creating or choosing something, and now you can realign to your deepest nine.
0: Oh, mm. thank you. I just love, yeah, I really love this conversation and i just yeah really appreciate and love you and your authenticity and like your boldness and your fire in sharing about these topics not always easy um but i just really love your honesty in this conversation yeah and just really appreciate you as a friend thank you What a juicy, powerful conversation we just had. I will put Christian's information in the blurb and you can follow him by clicking on the link provided. Tune in for next week's episode, so much more hot, juicy, powerful conversation to support you to deepen more into who you are, to say yes, the juicy, vibrant, powerful women that you desire to be. I'm not afraid to